Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. I just want to talk to you today. No teaching, probably no new biblical concepts that I'm going to introduce to you today, but just talk to you. What is one thing that each one of us can do to help in our situation of our nation today. I have so many people that have called or texted or emailed and they said, what can I do? They look out and they see destruction. They see chaos and they see things falling apart. They see their nation coming to ruin and they want to know, what can I do? As a Christian, what is one thing that each one of us can do? There is something we can do. And I want to talk about that. But before we know what to do, we've got to know what the issue is. We've got to know what the specific problem is and not just throw things out there hoping that we hit the mark. we got to have a target because, see, the enemy has a target. The enemy knows exactly what he's up, what he's attempting to do. And the enemy has a strategy. So as Christians, we need a strategy. But to develop the strategy, we got to know what the issue and the plan is. You see, I'm up here, and as I get this aerial view of where our nation is and what's going on and where the church is, where families are, where we look and see our state of affairs, see, I see there's one real battle. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts, that the battle is for the name of the Lord our God. There's a battle going on for whose God is going to control and rule over this nation. And see, as Christians, we are fighting for the Almighty God. We are fighting for the great I Am. Why? Because God, our Creator, as we set out in the Declaration of Independence, as we've established in many of the state constitutions, it is the Almighty God that we look to. He is the one that we reverence. He is the one that we are dependent upon. He is the one that we esteem and and acknowledge as our provider, the one who makes provision for each one of us. So as Christians, that's whose name we are fighting for. But the enemy wants to remove the name of the Lord our God and establish a godless nation a nation where God's name is not exalted and removed from all families, all public, removed the church, demolished the name of the Lord our God. And so the enemy knows to do that. The enemy knows he must occupy the land. And so as Christians, what do we do? We must occupy. We must occupy the land protect the name of the Lord our God and stand and exalt God's name over this nation and return to an utter dependence upon Father God. Now, how do we do that? What is our strategy for that to happen? You see, I believe the strategy is for all of us, the one thing that each one of us can do and participate in 
is help create an atmosphere for revival. What we need is revival. Revival is up to the Holy Spirit to usher in. But we as Christians create that atmosphere for it to happen. Now, a lot of people, you've heard this, a lot of people are preaching, we need revival. God, revive us. It's a prayer. I, I, I've told you before, I've prayed for almost 30 years a scripture, Psalm 85, 6. God, revive us again that your people will rejoice in you. What is that prayer? God, bring us back to you. Bring us back to the Almighty God, where our heart is set on you, where, God, we look to you. We are dependent upon you, and that there is where we have our joy and our rejoicing. We find it in you. God, do that again. And so we're praying for revival. But what is revival? You see, true revival is when we have restored our hearts to our first love. What is our first love as Christians? It is to love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. And when your heart is revived, you have been brought back to that first love. What is that love? It's agape. Remember, I talked about this in a a previous podcast, Loving Like God. And if you haven't listened to that, I beseech you, go back, listen to that, understand what God's love is so that you can walk in that love. But revival is coming back to that kind of love where you deny yourself and you exalt, you, you exalt God's name and you serve God. You serve God out of a selflessness for yourself. And it's all about promoting God, glorifying God, going about your day every day. Not that you bring glory to you, but you bring glory to God's name. You point people to Father God. You don't point people to you. You lay down your selfish ambitions and you are ambitious about promoting the name of the Lord your God. That is our first love. And so we come back to that. There's a sacrifice we've talked about that, to be able to do that. And so true revival is coming back to the heart of God, you being restored to that kind of love. And so for re revival to come in, for the Holy Spirit to usher in revival so that the revival can disarm the enemy, to tear down the enemy, destruct the warfare of the enemy, Revival must be prepared for. And so our strategy is to create this atmosphere of how that will happen. L let me explain it like this. It's like at your home, you're going to have a dinner and you're going to invite your friends over for the dinner. Well, that doesn't just happen. You have to create the atmosphere for that dinner. And to do that, there are some things that you have to do to prepare for that. And one thing is that you make a plan. You make a plan. You plan the food. You plan the setting the table, what that's going to look like. Because you want the atmosphere to be a wonderful atmosphere where friendship and fellowship and good food can all take place. 
But the first thing you have to do is clean up. At my house, that's the first thing I would have to do is to do some cleaning. And in preparing for that dinner so that it creates the atmosphere for this wonderful dinner and fellowship and friendship to take place. Well, that's the way revival is. God will bring in the revival through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we as Christians create the atmosphere. And the first thing and the one thing that we all can do is to pray. To pray. Now, maybe you've been in the fight and you've already been praying. You keep praying. But if you haven't, start praying individually. God send revival. Perhaps you could just pray the simple verse that I pray all the time. God, revive us again that your people will rejoice in you. Pray. Begin to pray as a family. Begin to pray as church members together. Pray for revival. And as you begin to pray, pray specifically that we will clean up. Pray for repentance. What is repentance? It's to turn back to God. It's not just confessing, realizing that, hey, God, I've messed up. I violated your word. I fell short of your glory, and you confess it. No, you confess your sins, but you restore your heart to a heart of God, a heart for God. You lay down those sinful behaviors and you turn from them and you turn to God. That's repentance. See, repentance will help prepare for this revival. And I believe one of the biggest obstacles for revival today is the lack of repentance for taking an offense. I believe holding offenses, being offended, walking in an offense is a huge obstacle today. And it's brought a lot of rebellion in the heart and caused a huge amount of separation. See, when I look out there in these streets and I see these people that are being destructive, I see rebellion. I see rebellion that's a behavior coming from the heart, and perhaps they've been offended. Perhaps they've turned away from godly authority, and because they've been offended, they're going to demand their rights. They're going to demand to be their boss. They're going to demand to get even. They're going to demand to get the upper hand. Taking an offense will bring separation, and so we have to be very careful that we deal with this. And that as we're seeking revival and as we're praying for revival, each one of us needs to search our heart. God, is there anything in my heart where I have taken an offense that has caused me to stumble, to turn away from you, God? And it's bringing a destructive behavior or nature in my life. And if there has, we need to repent of that. We need to confess it. We need to acknowledge that sin, seek forgiveness, and turn back to God. See, I believe that a lot in our worldly systems, we need to look to see, is there something that is operating under that spirit of offense? God's Word says in Proverbs 17, 9, it says, He who covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats it, separates friends. 
See, an offense brings separation. And I tell you, it's a very subtle trick of the enemy for us to get used an offense to get us separated from family, separated in churches, separated in our government, separated here into groups to weaken us, to destroy us, to overpower us so the enemy can occupy. And we've got to see what it is. See, we, we've got to be very careful that we will purpose not to be offended. I love what Paul said in, in Acts 24, 16, and it's a prayer that I pray constantly in my own life. Today, God, I purpose to exercise that I will not be offended by any brother or to walk with an offense toward any other person. That word exercise means I'm going to take pain to make sure that that doesn't happen. And what do you have to do? You sometimes got to lay down self. You say you got to exalt love. You got to return to that first love, that love where it puts self aside and exalts God, exalts God's way, exalts God's word and the nature of God. You put off that old man, that old nature, that old flesh that wants to rule by your emotions and your feelings and protect your own feelings. And you put that aside and you walk under the new man where you walk in love, giving of yourself so that God is exalted and not taking an offense so that you'll not be separated. You'll not be separated from friends and not be separated from family and not be separated in our different groups. And, and look at our churches. We are so separated in so many denominations. And there's just one word. There's just one Bible. And we need to come together under the word of God and be united and return to our first love. So the thing that every one of us can do to help prepare the atmosphere of revival is to pray. Purpose that we're going to pray. Now, some of you are saying, well, I don't see where that can make a big effect. Yes, it can. It prepares. It prepares for the revival to come in. And then repentance. You choose. God, I'm going to repent. Anything in my life that has separated me from you, that's not brought you glory, I'm going to confess it and I'm going to turn back to you, turn from that behavior and turn and walk in that new way. And God, I'm going to specifically search my heart if, in, if I have taken an offense and I'm going to get that corrected. I, I, I just taught in the now stand teaching a, a whole hour on an offense and if you were in that teaching i beseech you go back and listen to it again let the spirit of the living god speak to your heart so that you repent in any area that you need to but also so you know how to pray that our nation will be lifted out from under offenses all this separation and come back together united so that we can be strong and prepare this atmosphere. If you were not at that teaching, jump over there to our website. It'll be posted on our website, hisvessel.org. You can pull up that teaching, go to the section on the offense and listen to it. And listen to it after you've prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Take good notes. 
Each one of us can be a part of this revival. And it starts with us repenting and even repenting maybe of any place that we have taken offenses because we want to live every day bringing God glory. See, we want attention to be brought to God and not to ourselves. And as we pray for repentance, then we pray for revival. We ask God, bring revival. Now you say, how does revival Help us to win this war against this enemy that we see so that God's name is exalted. We continue to occupy the land. The enemy doesn't occupy the land and we win the battle. I'm going to tell you, here's how it happens. Here's how it happens. As we pray for revival and each one of us in our hearts are serious about walking void of offense toward God and void of offense toward man, and we walk with a repentant heart where we're walking and we've been restored to our first love, where we love God and we serve God. As we walk in that and we pray for revival, see, as revival blows in, as revival comes in by the power of the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit begins to blow in to hearts, as the Holy Spirit begins to blow into homes and restore homes, as the Holy Spirit begins to blow into churches and restore churches to their first love, as the Holy Spirit begins to blow into cities, from city to city to city to city, as the Holy Spirit brings in the breath of the living God, that breath of the living God restores us to the love of God from person to person to person, heart to heart, family to family, city to city. And the first thing that it does is it brings salvation to those who are lost. It delivers people out of the hands of the enemy and reconciles them, redeems them to the heart of God that they call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and confess him as Savior and Lord of their life. See, there are a lot of people that are bringing destruction and division in our nation, rebellious people that are doing destructive things to our nation, trying to tear down the name of the living God so they can have exalted over this nation a godless, a godless government. There are a lot of people they need salvation. They need to be saved. They need a fellowship, an intimacy with the love of God. And so as revival blows in by the power of the Holy Spirit, as we pray and we pray for repentance, the Holy Spirit can convict heart to heart to heart of the rebellion in their heart, the idolatry in their heart, the destruction in their heart, and cause them to fall on their face and call upon a Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that will blow in for revival. It'll begin to tear down the forces of evil. It'll begin to separate some people from this chaos. Maybe those in leadership. Maybe those that are full of wicked powers that are instituting some evil plans and schemes. 
Maybe those that are just out in the street taking orders and not really understanding what's going on. Salvation can come to their heart. The second thing is it will silence the enemy. This revival blowing into the land will silence the enemy. Why? Because it's starting to disarm the enemy. It's starting to break down the enemy. It's starting to separate their forces. They are separating out and eventually it can become powerless. And whenever the enemy gets disarmed and the enemy is alarmed by what is happening, you see, then this revival blows in and the Holy Spirit of God comes in and it creates a sweet aroma in the atmosphere, in the airways. And it's an atmosphere of love. People's hearts that have once been turned away from God, they are turned back to God. And the love of God has touched their heart. And it begins to scatter the enemy. It begins to break them down and break them apart. And you see what we need to be praying for. And God just so convicted me, myself, of this in the last few weeks. That when I see all this destruction that people are doing to divide our nation. You know, my flesh wants to say, God, stop them. God, remove them. Use physical means to get them apart break apart their mechanisms that's causing this to happen. But God has so convicted me that the first thing that they need is salvation or restoration to the love of God. Because see, if they get saved or if they get restored, if they have loved God and they've turned away from God, if they get restored back to God, it starts to disarm some of the forces of the enemy. And people start to turn back to God. And what is their goal and what is their aim? It's to lift up God's name. It is to occupy the land for God and for His glory, for His namesake. To no longer live independent of God and against God, but to exalt His name where we are dependent upon a holy God, a righteous God. I want to draw your attention to a video that's on YouTube, and I encourage you to go listen to it because it is a video of some of the strong, profound confessions and statements of pastors years ago preaching revival. It's called the Original Revival Hymn. And it, they talk carries back to the Wells Revival when that broke out and a great move of God and, and how it all happened. And it was because the church woke up. Because the church woke up and started praying and started praying for revival and that people would repent and come back to God. And revival came in. But man recognized one of the greatest things that he had to repent of was the humanism. How man was trying to achieve the things of God in his own strength, in his own power, for his own glory. And what we need to be focused on, that we are fighting to occupy the land. We are fighting on our knees through prayer for God to blow in revival so that Jesus will receive the reward of his suffering why he went to the cross and he suffered. And what we are part of the revival is so that Jesus 
can get his reward. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's so that Jesus, the name of the living God, is rewarded. God's name is exalted over this nation. Just sometime listen to that. It's powerful. I've listened to it so many times because it helps me to stay focused on truly what it looks like to live where my heart has been restored to my first love. That it's all about God. It's all about making sure that Jesus gets his reward for what he did. And it's not about me. And so, as I conclude today, we see what's happening. We see what the real fight is all about. And we see the one thing that all of us can do. I want to beseech you to spend some time asking God, God, show me exactly how to pray. God, show me my heart and let me repent and be a part of preparing the atmosphere for God you to bring in revival by the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the next thing, be very careful, that when God starts to ooze in with this revival, you stay humbled. You stay out of the way. You continue to humble yourself before God and pray and praise God for what He is doing and make sure that God gets all the glory. Because you see, I believe a hindrance to revival is man looking for the glory rather than giving God the glory. See, God wants the glory. And when God finds some people, you, your family, your city, my city, when God sees some people that are willing to humble themselves and say, God, you have all the glory. And that we and they, you, we're not seeking any glory for the revival. When God sees that heart, and that heart is praying, that kind of atmosphere is prepared, revival will come. Revival will come. This nation will be restored. And God's name will be exalted once again. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become his vessel.